What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome to Astros Baseball, a podcast by the fans, for the fans of the Houston Astros. Now your host, Rob Fontenot and Michelle Need. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Astros Baseball tonight. It is me and Michelle. Uh, we are covering uh, game one and game two of this four-game series uh, against the Cleveland Indians. Michelle, what is up with you tonight? Uh, nothing's up, but you want to know what's up with our sponsors? Sure. Ram shirts. Go to ramshirts.com for all of your custom screen printing and embroidery needs. You can even, on the back of the shirt, they'll customize it for no additional cost, I believe, uh, with the, the number you want, the name that you want. And you get, if you spend over a certain dollar amount, which is, so if you spend over 50, you get 20% off uh, or free shipping for orders over $25 using the code SHIP, or you use the code baseball for free shipping and you can still get that 20% off yeah I'm not really sure about that but that sounds good sounds like a good way to take advantage of some discounts there exactly. they also Start. they also offer direct to garment printing for small runs screen printing for large runs you can follow them on twitter and instagram at ram shirts visit ramshirts.com for all your custom apparel needs I know you said that but awesome. let's Let's talk about this. Let's talk about it. So the last series, it was Detroit, right? Mm, The last series was Oh, it was Baltimore. Yeah, and we got swept. Mm, So the confidence level, and we kind of talked about this, like the confidence level is not high. But then we also touched on the fact that sometimes the Astros play down to the level of their competition or maybe they just didn't do any scouting because they were overconfident. But before today's game, it was kind of crazy. They, they, they put out the um, lineup and then all of a sudden they're like, Kyle Tucker's out. He's got a bad back. They're like, Mm -hmm. uh, Jordan Alvarez is out for paternity leave. So they called up Taylor Jones and they changed the lineup which isn't the strongest lineup. I mean, it, it was a day off for Yuli Gurriel, and they didn't even put him in there. They had uh, Taylor Jones and left. Abraham Toro was playing first base. 
Robel Garcia was in there. McCormick was in there. I mean, you know, I, so I didn't I didn't expect what happened today to happen because of that. But, you know, foreshadowing the Astros won both games today. I mean, not today, but. What, I don't even know what day it is. I'm kind of on my mini vacation and I don't even know what day it is, but I think it's Friday. Is it Friday? That's yes, sir. It sure is Friday heading into the July, July 4th weekend. I don't know why I said July. I cannot. July. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I have it written here. Thursday was Framber Valdez. In the bottom of the second, Cleveland scored on a wild pitch by Framber, and they took the lead one to zero. Bottom of the third, Ramirez with an RBI double. And to let you know, it's two different Ramirez's. Uh, Joe Ramirez scored. Oh, Jose. Jose. Uh, two to zero Indians. Not looking good. But top of the fourth, Jordan Alvarez with a solo home run. We cut the lead in half. And top of the fifth, this is what happens. Oh, my gosh. Miles Straw leads off of the double. Castro walked. And the Robel Garcia, like, sacrificed bunted, but he was safe. So the bases were loaded. No outs. Grand slam. Jose Altuve. Grand salami. Yes, it was so beautiful. And the Astros go up 5-2, to two, but they weren't done. Toro got a single. Brantley got a double. Yuli Gurriel with a sack fly. And that made it 6-2. to two. Jordan Alvarez walks. And then Kyle Tucker, maybe it had something to do with his bad back. But he grounded into a double play. Did you see anything from Kyle Tucker that looked like he may be injured? I don't really like, and that, and I was looking at the game last night pretty closely, um, but uh, I didn't see anything. I mean, I, I just maybe his swing wasn't like what it normally is. So I noticed that something might potentially be like might be off with the swing. But also, I was just like, maybe I'm being dramatic. But his back was apparently I wasn't being dramatic, and you're right. His back was a. Acting up. Yeah, he, he's uh, out of the lineup. Hopefully he gets better. Uh, he was out of the lineup today, not yesterday. But top of the seventh, Brantley added a solo home run, made it 7-2. to two. That was the final Astros win. Uh, great game. Valdez doing Valdez things. Framber doing Framber things. Seven innings, four hits, two runs. He did have five walks. Yes. Six, but- six strikeouts. And no home runs allowed. That that was pretty good. I mean, that's pretty. I mean, then that really helped out the bullpen, which is super tired. And uh, you know, Dusty Baker, he said after the game, he didn't look good in the beginning, which is true. And I feel like that's kind of been true of Framber. He said he couldn't find his breaking ball. The double plays were huge, though. Um, so I mean, he, uh, you know, his curveball hovered around uh, seventy-five. It was the uh, Middle to left part of the zone. His sinker, he threw his sinker a little bit. Um, I actually have those numbers. So for all of the strikes that he threw, he threw 14 strikes uh, that were sinkers, and that was uh, 32.5% of his strikes. The 
by forcing fa- uh, fastballs. Uh, that was 11.62% of the time that he threw that. And then he went he went to his changeup uh, 30.2% of the time, and he threw 11 curveballs, not in a row, but 11 curveballs overall out of all the strikes he threw, and that was about 25.6. Well, technically it's like 25.58 percent of the time um he's looking super good uh he thrived at the bottom part of the zone he was able to throw a lot there and uh he got a lot of uh he got a lot of strikes that way um he did a lot of damage with his curveball and that barely touched 78 i mean it's hovered right around 75 77 um so it wasn't a lot of the damage that he did wasn't with extraordinary speed but with good placement which is awesome because that shows more focus uh he's getting sharper and that's ideally what you want to see out of one of your starters he's acting like an ace because he is an ace yeah great outing by uh Amber valdez the, the crazy thing about this game is we win seven to two the Astros had seven runs on seven hits, and Michael Brantley went three for five. I know the Grand Slam had a lot to do with the uh, runs we got, but I found that crazy when I, I looked at the total stats that Brantley got three hits out of the seven that the Astros had on Thursday. So let's go to Friday's game, today's game, which was Lance McCullough's junior day. Uh, this is the the game with the some may call the Skeeters lineup. Uh, Chaz McCormick, RBI double in the second, one to zero. Taylor Jones, who just got called up because uh, Alvarez is on paternity leave, he got an RBI double. Astros up two to nothing right away. Then they opened up a can in the third inning. Correa had an RBI double, three to zero. Brantley scored on a Toro fielder's choice, made it four to zero. McCormick back at it with a sack fly. Correa scored five to zero. Castro RBI single. Toro came in. Astros up six to zero, and that would be the last run they scored in the third inning. Uh, bottom of the sixth, a three-run homer by Hernandez for Cleveland off of Brooks Raley. Made it six to three, and that was your final. Lance McCullers Jr., five and a third, six hits, two runs, four walks, eight strikeouts, no home runs. In the bottom of the sixth, um, McCullers had a ground out, a single, and a walk. Uh, Brooks Raley came in and gave up the three run homer to the next batter. Uh, Taylor gave up three hits, he loaded the bases. But this was a this was a big moment in the game. He loaded the bases and he got out of it. So that, no no runs allowed. Great great job by uh, Taylor. Yeah, I maybe shouted expletives out of joy this time, which was nice. A bit of change of pace. I'm usually shouting the expletives out of frustration. <laughs> so I'm just I'm really excited about what I'm seeing. I think that we're really seeing the guys kind of step into their own. Um, and and it's been fun because watching them so closely, you kind of learn uh, their habits. Um, 
and um, you know, once Lance touches like I don't know, like eighty pitches, he in- he creeps up towards eighty pitches mid uh, the mid eighties uh, in his pitch count. Then that's where you start to see a little bit of trouble. And like the first inning, he needs like an inning to settle and. He's still doing fantastic. I mean, out of the, I think he threw a total of 42 strikes tonight. And out of those, 21 of those were uh, sinkers. He loved that pitch. And it was impressive. His velocity, you know, touched 96, 95, um, which is Let crazy. me ask you this. How mad do you think McCullers is? Or, or how, do, how do you think the pitchers feel? When they get taken out, they're like, okay, you don't have any more stuff in you. We're going to bring somebody in. And the guy they bring in gives up a, a home run, and those two two guys on base count on you. Like, that would have to be annoying. It's like, uh, I could have did, did that. You could have let me in, let me stay in and fight for my shutout here. But, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty though. That guy could have came in and did his job, but. It well, is hindsight is. is twenty twenty-one, one might say. It is. <laughs> so Presley came in and gave up a hit, but he ended up getting saved. Number 13, Taylor. I don't even know why I can't think of his first name. Blake. I was going to say Brad. I don't know why I was going to say that. It was close enough. You know what? You're in the general vicinity of his right name. So, well, I'm just going to go ahead and give that one to you. <laughs> Cause I had written Taylor gave up three hits and I was like, why the hell was Taylor Jones pitching? But anyway, Taylor, uh, Blake Taylor was doing his best, uh, Andre Scubb impression uh, tonight. <laughs> uh, hilarious. So the Astros moved to 50 and 33. Was that their 50th win or did it not? I, I, I looked at it. I think that's what it is. They're 50 and, and 33. Because they were 49, last, they're yeah. 49 last night after their victory. So they are two games ahead of Oakland. No idea if they're finished playing it. Six and a half games ahead of Oakland. So what I wanted to do next. Seattle. Is, they're two ahead of Oakland and six and a half ahead of Seattle. Yeah. That's yeah. what I said. Otani with two home runs. I didn't need to see your little alert. So so what's funny is it's like people say, oh, I see all, I see all these highlights, and it's like, look what Trout did. Look what Otani did. And the Angels lost seven to four. You know what I mean? Like, let me show you what these guys do on this team that can never win a game. But anyway. Made, okay. Well, what made me mad is that so I, I'm friends with, uh, his name is Alex, and I forgot his Twitter handle. He's a Yankees fan, and he's a very, uh, very good guy, very good person. Uh, ladies, if you're listening, he is available. Uh, but he gave, uh, he gave me tickets to go to the Yankees game when Otani was pitching the other night. And I only stayed for, like, the first three innings. But Otani was yanked, like, immediately. He, he was having a bad time he couldn't oh, finish yeah. at the plate or on the mound so this is very frustrating i go all the way out to the bronx into enemy territory when it's hotter than heck to see him and he disrespects me by doing nothing and then he goes and homers man screw that dude so this yeah he had two home runs 
And oh so, so that was a good segue into, you know, you said enemy territory. <laughs> yes. So, you know, the, these guys do it everywhere we go. And I, somehow the, the Asterix tour guide quit. He didn't, he didn't, he unblocked me or something. So I actually got to see this, but these guys all tag him. They need his, you know, I guess they want him to put him on his page. I don't know. But these guys have a stupid sign. And what's that guy from the radio? Adam Clanton? He really busted those guys good. He's called that guy uh, diabetes or something like that. He, he gets pretty fired up. I would never say the things that he says. But these guys have this <laughs> stupid sign. And it, it has Altuve and Correa. It has their, their home and away splits. And so I commented on it, you know, again, nobody cares, nobody notices, nobody will investigate it. But in 2017, when we played the Yankees in the ALCS, uh, the Yankees scored 19 runs in the three games at home. They scored three runs in the four games in Houston. They couldn't score in Houston because they couldn't cheat. That's the bottom line. And I'll go to the grave believing that they were cheating. They were but, cheating. It's not if, if they were. And um, until you have somebody high profile kind of get on board, like, I, I mean, play like a player himself said that this week in an interview. Yep. A former player, I should say. And yeah. um, it's, it, it's just wild. And, uh, you know, it's frustrating. It really is, um, because at this point, it's just, it's stupidity. It's performative outrage. They're clowns. At one point, there was a faction of fans in Cleveland booing Brantley, who spent 10 seasons with the Indians. Like, what are you doing, guys? They're booing laundry. They're idiots. So so I, I, I saw the guy with the signs. I heard the boos. And I'm like, you know what? I know when I saw a big story about cheating in Major League Baseball that the Indians were all over that paper. And so I tweeted them all out. And then today I retweeted them. And I I don't know if I could retweet it again tomorrow, but I'll probably try. But they had a story, Albert Bell. You know, he was on pace to hit like 36 homers. And they did some kind of, uh, what is that? Mission Impossible thing. They kind of went in the locker room and stole his bat so they could go in there and check it for a cork. Uh, 1948, Bob Feller and Bob Lemon used a telescope in in center field. They called out the pitches to the groundkeeper who signaled the hitters from a hole in the scoreboard. That's Same pretty thing the Astros clever. did. Yeah. Well, 19, I mean- 1971, White Sox manager said they were stealing signs from the scoreboard. And he refused to play the the uh, Indians until they investigated it. 1991, the Red Sox manager presented evidence to the umpires that Cleveland used a camera atop of the center field wall to steal signs. So it's just, I think I left one out. I, can, I don't know when the other one is, but when I looked it up, I'm just scrolling through and, you know, and it's like this team, Indians, this team, this team, Indians, Indians, this team, they're all over it. I mean, how come nobody cares that there is cheating in the past? That's what I don't understand. 
I just like, well, they're not willing to acknowledge it. And the Cleveland fans were getting all hyped up and looking like idiots. Like, uh, Blummer, like, everyone, like, on the broadcast, they commented on it. They're like, oh, he said something like a uh, Mountain Dew must be on sale. They're getting all hyped up. And then uh, Blummer quoted uh, Talladega Nights where he's like, I'm going to uh, come at you like a spider monkey, Tip. <laughs> hilarious I was, oh my gosh I like I made a note of that because it made me laugh so hard um but I think it's a good it, it, it's it's nice to see where we have arrived as like a fan base and as like the broadcast team because now we're just like we get it now we're wise to the fact that uh and I had an inkling all along wise to the fact that they're just idiots and now it just doesn't matter and it's laughable at this point because you kind of feel bad at how pathetic they're acting and they're losing it's pretty awesome that we've already won both games we got two left let's go for the sweep you know it kind of seems like every time we go on the road it just adds to another team that I hate (laughs) it just happens I'm like okay well I hate these guys well, I so, don't know if I hate them per se. I hate their fans. Well, the fans make you hate the team because oh, the fan, true. the fans are the one that live and die by the wins. I mean, they're the ones that get upset when they win or lose, you know, so they're the reason. I mean, I don't really hate anybody on the Yankees team. I hate the Yankees because of the fans. I don't really hate anybody on the Dodgers team, but I hate them because of the fans. Oh, I hate a, a few people on the Dodgers. That's did true. you let me see that? Did, did you see the video? I guess it was either yesterday or the day before that uh, there were some mariachis and Joe Kelly traded his jersey for um, the mariachi jacket. And then today they went to the White House and he was wearing it. Yeah, he got, I, he got a lot of ridicule, but I was like, it's kind of cool. I mean, it was kind of cool, but he looks like a pedophile in it. I'm not going to lie. So then I tweeted out something that said it was, uh, so I tweeted out, it's weird how they let him in the White House, but they won't let him within 500 feet of a school. <laughs> so, so speaking of sex crimes. <laughs> God, that's the perfect segue. <laughs> you're setting me up every time on accident. So Trevor Bauer, who is not a friend of Astros fans at all. He's very outspoken against us. He, out of the blue, has these allegations from this girl, and I won't get too deeply into it, but I saw a text message between them, you know, and he was like, you want me to choke you? And she said, yes. And they were like, "Mm," you know, and you could tell, like, she was into it. She was into the you know, getting choked and all that stuff. And, and he was really into it. Like, you know, that's what he likes too. And I'm not in, I'm not into it. So I don't know, you know, I know there's, you know, I read their safe words and different things like that. And so I think his lawyer like posted it. She's like, look, it's consensual. And then someone post, and I don't, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm really actually getting all my news from Twitter but like she had said, she she passed out, and he something that her. there you go. I was gonna say sodomized, and you know, and she was passed out. So it's like okay, whether she's a freak or not, if she she can't give you consent if she's out cold, so you're you're guilty. 
And then everybody was like, you know, the, the, the Dodgers were like, well, we're going to, whenever it gets investigated, we'll do something about it. And he was like scheduled to start. And they're like, he's going to pitch. And we're like, what's wrong with these guys? You know, and then finally, I guess, I don't know if he was supposed to pitch today, but it seemed like at the last second, they, I think they might have suspended him. They put him on administrative leave for seven days, and he was supposed to make his start Sunday in D.C. Um, but he has, an, and he has chosen not to uh, release a statement or not repeal, uh, appeal the administrative leave because he wants to keep the focus on the team. And I'm just like, really, you're not appealing it because you do, definitely don't want to start because you're going to get yourself is um, without going into too much detail, as somebody who's experienced something similar, it's really upsetting. It's extremely upsetting. And the fact that, I mean, he's high profile, so this gets brought to light, but it's ignored a lot of the times. Like, there's some pretty serious um, allegations with proof out there about uh, uh, Mike Byers that nobody's bothered to look into. Of course not. He's the one that busted the Astros. They're they're going to give him a free walk. But you know, they 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 uh, his lawyer tried to make it like, okay, well, this chick's into it. She's consenting. Like she's saying she's into this stuff, you know. But I don't know. It's disgusting either way. Like honestly, I know far too much about his preferences. Um, so I don't. I really don't know how to feel. Because if you don't like Trevor Bauer, there's part of you that is kind of happy that he did something wrong. But you also feel bad that something happened to somebody in order for this to be happening right now. I mean, I don't I understand. Like, I don't take this lightly. And um, this isn't I don't take this as a joke, but um I, I, there's no winner. There's no part of me that's happy about this. It's just, it's crappy. It's really oh, yeah. crappy. And um, for the people who are just leafly, like, that's kind of a messed up response. I just think it's, they're kind of like, they, I don't know. And then there's people who are um victim blamers who are like she was asking for it that's what i wanted to say but i couldn't i couldn't think of what i was going to say while i was waiting for my turn but they were saying like well she's into it and he's rich and she's just trying to get money like if 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 he beat the heck out of her the first time why'd she go back for a second round you know what i'm saying so who knows what happened and someday we'll find out she's not uh the thing is what people have missed here is that there is an active police investigation. No civil or criminal charges have been filed. She um, herself has not pr- has not requested to like press any charges. She hasn't sought out to press any charges at this point in time. She's not seeking a bag or anything because, I mean, th- th- there's been no and there's, there, I mean, I don't have privy to all of the information. Uh, his agent, Rachel Luba, who, um, boy, howdy, her responses. Um, she needs some Luby. <laughs> that's, it's just, it's bad. Um, she was like, oh, I have much more information that's be- being made known 
to me that the public have all the information. While that's probably true, I just. How hard would that be to have to defend somebody like that? Why don't you just say it's going to be investigated and we'll let you know it comes out? Why are they why are they trying to like get the public on their side? It's not going to affect anything that the courts do or the police. It's not going to affect anything. Well, this is just another example of and uh, Colin McHugh's wife, uh, Ashley McHugh, she pointed out something that was kind of, and I mean, it's been pretty obvious that the MLB treats players differently based on, I mean, for a number of reasons, but and the MLB sure is quick to hand out suspensions to the uh, Latino players. Uh, for much less, and they have much less evidence to go off of mm-hmm. than they do in this case. And so that's another gross display of uh, ignorance and stupidity and mishandling of um, these type of situations with players. Um, uh, Fire Manfred, there we go. That's my... Oh, yeah. I, I have this bow. book called Baseball Cop. And the author of it, I tried to get him on the show, and he's like, read the book first. And I'm like, I've had plenty of authors on here. I didn't read the book. But you're reading the book, and it is like trafficking players from Cuba and, you know, in places like where uh, Altuve and Correa are from. The agents are... They're stealing the, uh, the guys. The agents are stealing the guys... Uh, signing bonuses and thing like it's a big scam so this guy was a policeman i i want to say miami or cleveland i don't know that's two totally different places but you know he was he was a very good cop and someone suggested him for some kind of investigating investigation uh thing like inside the major league baseball and there's stories over and over like, hey, these guys are, you know, stealing these guys things and these guys. Are, and he's like, all right, we'll take care of it. And they never it never becomes public. They never do anything about it. You know, like Manfred, I think Manfred was he wasn't the commissioner yet, you know, but he was someone that this guy had to deal with. And pretty much if you read this book, Baseball Cop, and I think his name is Ed Gonzalez, maybe. I mean, Major League Baseball is the mafia, pretty much. That's that's what it is. It's I mean, just, they are. It's an anti. So they have a Senate, the the congressional subcommittee on like reviewing and investigating Major League Baseball, and this has been going on forever about if they're violating any antitrust uh, laws because they're like the only. They have such a stronghold on professional baseball and like it's they make it extremely difficult to because they have such a strong hold and they're mishandling things so poorly they're preventing the growth of the sport they're stifling what it truly could be they don't know how to market their players they have blackout restrictions they charge far too much for some of what they some of the merchandise they make they're pricing people out of fandom and that's extremely upsetting too and all they're trying to do is speed the game up. Why? Make it better. Make it more accessible, like you're saying about the blackouts. But you know what? 
earlier you said something about laws and that segues me to this last part I want to bring up and it has nothing to do with baseball. And this might offend people. <laughs> but did you see the story about the Olympic runner? Who was oh. out, it was out of the Olympics for testing positive for marijuana. And that AOC lady said that it's racist to test African-Americans for marijuana. Or like for to, to do that is racist. And it's like, it doesn't matter what race she is. She's in the Olympics. It's a, it, and she was like, well, she was in Colorado and it's legal where she was at. She was, or her mom. She was in Oregon. Oregon. Like, and I, and I, I, I commented and I was like, it doesn't matter if it's legal where you're at. If it's not approved for the Olympics, don't do it. I mean, oh. I went to Colorado for three or four days and it's legal there, but I can't do it. And if I get drug tested at work and I test positive for it, I'll lose my job. So you know what? I don't do it. Well, so what happened was, um, so she did partake. She knew it was against the standard, like uh, the. Um, yeah, she admitted Olympic that. committee standards. Um, having said that, she it was she and so she found out that her biological mother had passed. Uh, but not from like a stranger or anything. She found out in a very public way. Her agent had set up an interview with a reporter and the reporter was the one who told her that her biological mother had passed away. And she said, you know, I went into this kind of like shock and it's just like, it was a really difficult time. And um, I mean, I lost my brother last year and I can say that like, that was recommended to me and prescribed to me as a way of kind of like handling everything because it's extremely difficult to lose like a family member. Mm-hmm. So I, I, what I'm, I'm not bringing race into it. What I am bringing into is it, it's a, first of all, marijuana does not make you better at sports. You know what marijuana makes you better at? Chilling out, maybe cleaning the house and doing some boring computer work. It does not make you like a faster sprinter. What it makes well, it, it makes no sense that, that uh, I know they're starting to take it easy in other sports, but baseball, like, I, they don't yeah, care. I mean, like, who cares if they do it? I don't care if they do it like this. This testing for that and getting banned for that is just stupid. They just need to like it used to sound bad, right? When when not everybody in the world did it, you know, not before medical marijuana, and all that. It's no big deal. Just stop testing for it. And like you said, she, you know, she lost her biological mother and it kind of seemed like she was like you know what i did it my mom died and i knew it was wrong and i'm i'll 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 live with it you know like if your mom dies or like you your your brother passed away you know you're gonna be like i don't care what happens to me like my mom dying is more important than the olympics i mean it's a deeply personal thing and to have to kind of process it in such a public way she said kind of deeply affected her um and she like uh so she is she still might be eligible to compete but um because uh she completed a counseling program prior to her suspension or during her suspension and her suspension ends right before the olympics i don't know that she's running like a she was replaced in one of her events um I think they should let her 
absolutely should let her. Uh, well, it's the Olympic it, Committee. If it was the United States, she she would be back already. Well, they have to. Re- well, it's under review, so that's really yeah. up to. It's it's un it's. I hope it happens. Uh, you know, it's in their hands now, but um, I'm in full support of her. So, guys, I, I apologize that we are veering off of the uh, of of baseball. And but I just wanted to, I just wanted to ask you this. I saw this story, and I I thought of it when I was writing or writing down this, you know that testing African Americans for marijuana was racist. I just didn't get it, and I I googled it. And it it said it a lot. You know, there's a lot of people that think that, and the one that said it was that AOC lady, and she's always saying weird stuff. But you know the. I don't want to offend anybody, but this is one of the dumbest things I've read. Somebody had posted that if you have a lawn, meaning if you water your grass, cut the grass, like I do, you have a green grass and you're proud of your lawn, you're a racist for having a lawn. What? Yeah. Why? I don't know. It said something like, if you have property like that, you should be growing food. Okay, like well. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll end on that. But I have no idea. Isn't that weird? That's like the dumbest thing I've ever seen. People will get mad at anything. Um, it's, it's stupid. Except for the things that I get mad at, they're completely justified. Yeah, I'm like, I guess I'm a racist because I have a lawn. <laughs> I don't I, I have no idea what's wrong with that, but. I'm sure you can Google it. You'll probably Google it when you get done. But that's oh, all I have. Next next uh, podcast will be Sunday after the Sunday's game. The Astros win game one and game two. They're still in first place. Um, who's pitching the next two games? I know I have it written down somewhere. Who I, have is? It on, I have it on our notes of the last one. Oda Rizzi, mm-hmm. 6 o'clock, and Grinky. Fourth of July Grinky. That'll be pretty cool. It would be very cool if he, like, walked out in some Uncle Sam-type gear. Yes. So I will see you on Sunday, and I will see all of you listening on Sunday, hopefully. So we will see you next time. Michelle, great job tonight. Great job, Astros. We'll see you next time on Astros Astros Baseball. Baseball. (laughs) Peace out. Thanks for listening to this episode of Astros Baseball. Be sure to subscribe to be alerted when there's a new episode. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.